This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Sachin Pillai is CEO of UST Global, an IT company with centers in the United States, the United Kingdom, India, Malaysia, the Philippines, and Mexico. Pillai previously co-founded SoftTech Systems in India. Under Pillai, UST Global has moved forward with planned expansion to new campuses in Mexico and India. But the company is also working to create opportunities in the U.S. with a program called Step It Up America, which trains minority women from inner cities to work in the knowledge economy. According to Pillai, the era of dominance of financial capital and intellectual capital is giving way to a new form of capital, social capital. He expects the Step It Up America program to be a catalyst. It may create a social momentum like we have seen in other parts of the world, he says, in this interview with Knowledge at Wharton and Wharton Management Professor Catherine Klein, who is also Vice Dean of the Wharton Social Impact Initiative. Uh, our guest today is Sajan Pillai, CEO of UST Global, and we are planning to speak to him about a new social impact initiative they are just about to launch called Step It Up America. Sajan, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Uh, can you, just to start, tell us a little bit about USD Global's business operations and your social impact philosophy. Thank you. Uh, USD Global is an information technology services company providing high technology information services for global 1,000 companies. That's our core focus. Uh, we are Southern California headquartered company. We have operations in 24 com uh, countries worldwide, in uh, uh, North America, in Latin America, Western Europe, um, and in Asia, now going into Africa. So, uh, so we're, we, we provide uh, information technology services with large number of engineers in North America, and in Mexico, and in India. And what's your social impact philosophy? Um, when the company was formed in the late 90s, uh, we figured that information technology, particularly knowledge economy jobs, are going to compete for talent. Uh, and this talent, the new talent, the new economy, knowledge economy talent, um, is a little different from the, from the talent we've had so far. And this, this, the folks that join the new firms, they are looking for a cost that's beyond the PNL, beyond the quarterly uh, PNLs and financial performance. So we, f we figured that in order for a company to be successful for the next millennium, you need to have a purpose larger than oneself, something beyond, uh, beyond the traditional um, uh, sense of business operations. So the whole notion was to create something like that. And, um, and we also figured that in the economy, you know, while the traditional industrial, industrial revolution came, brought about industrial uh, companies which had financial capital as a competitive differentiator, and then it, in the last century it gave it away for intellectual capital. Companies with larger intellectual capital succeeded. But I think a new type of capital is evolving, which is social capital. And we figured that has got to be a fundamental fabric of the company. And what we did right from the get-go, our, our motto was transforming lives. Um, and what it really meant is using technology, we intend to transform the lives of community, our customers, and our employees. Uh, that was the original mission. We focused on two things as a social purpose, women and children, and on health and education were two subject areas that we focused. 
So this philosophy was woven very deeply into the fabric of the company. It's not something you do as, a, as an initiative. It's something that is inherent in how we do, how we promote people, how we select people. And I have to tell you that um, uh, it has become as much a social and cultural difference for the company as much as our business operations and strategy. Great. Fascinating. Um, your latest initiative is Step It Up America. So tell us a little bit about what your vision and objective is for this, this program. Well, the Step It Up America concept was formed because um, I chair the Council for STEM for uh, Innovation. And um, I have so been science, in, technology, science technology, engineering, engineering and, math. and math council. Um, it's a federal council. I think the whole notion there was to figure out the incredible dearth of um, or gap of talent between uh, what is required for the country and for the whole world in science, technology, engineering, and math, and what's being produced. For example, just in oil and gas energy sector alone, U.S. is trying to be oil independent uh, by 2030. 2030. Uh, to do, and it's, it's possible because of natural resources. But the problem is, you, you, the U.S. as a country has to have two and a half million to three million STEM-educated professionals. Guess what? We produce about 130,000 STEM uh, students, uh, graduates every year. So there's a huge gap in that. So that's just one example. So there's a tremendous amount of uh, talent gap. Yet you see in the economy, a lot of the um, uh, kids uh, world over are graduating into or educated into unemployment, facing unemployment as they come out of college. So there is huge uh, gap between the kids are getting educated while the jobs going unfulfilled. So we said there has to be a better way to match these two things and we can create a, social, a socially responsible initiative. So we said information technology is the new oil. It's a very fungible kind of employment uh, in the knowledge economy. It's not really dependent on where you are. So we said, listen, um, we can take the ability to train large amounts of people that we already had, that we did this in Mexico and in India and other parts of the world. Why not bring into inner cities of America uh, where um, we would pick minority women who haven't really had uh, the chance to go to a university but has had displayed, have displayed the determination to go to a community college. We will go select them, train them, take the risk on them, and make them information technologists and support them by our global workforce and give them an opportunity to be participant in the knowledge economy. We see how societies are transformed. When we did this in Mexico and other parts of the world, we have no doubts that we could do the same thing. So we are starting this program in Atlanta on the, on the 19th. Our objective is to go to 10 cities uh, in 10 months, 100 uh, women each, so 1,000 women in 10 months, and then we will scale up from there. So that's the plan. So I have a, a quick follow-up, or maybe, uh, maybe even two. Um, one. Tell us a little bit about how you're going to select uh, these women. And then I wanted just to clarify the concept. Do you select and train these women, and then are they employed by your company? Do they go on to employment elsewhere? What's, what's the plan? Um, the first, first answer, answer to the first question is we're looking at different ways of selecting um, uh, these women. Uh, these candidates can all be uh, 
selected through traditional techniques. So we are actually using uh, civic leaders. Uh, we're going to the churches, local churches. Uh, we are looking at uh, local community leaders to ask for their inputs and the opinion. And we're then going to use some internal testing to see. But what we're really, really looking for is the uh, fire in the belly, is the real driver. Uh, because the whole notion here is uh, we have found that in knowledge economy, low income does not equate to low IQ. And that's a big myth that many corporations have. And that's some, somewhat embedded in our educational system and in our corporations. So we know that's not true. Uh, so we're going to give these women a shot. Um, yes, they are going to be hired and uh, will be our employees, but they will be building these technologies as our employees, as consultants for many other corporations, because that's our core business. So if I'm in Atlanta, uh, we would be hiring them into our Atlanta office as USD global employees, but they will be providing services for large corporations in Atlanta region. So that's really the model. So it's a self-sustaining model that they don't, they shouldn't suffer social displacement of having to go relocate somewhere and leave their kids and their families behind. That's the whole idea. Uh, how will you assess their skills? Uh, and how, what's the training program going to look like? So um, the training program is somewhat different. Um, it's getting customized um, for uh, this type of demographics. Um, I think it will be a combination of critical thinking uh, skills, um, uh, social behavior skills and fine tuning of that, information technology skills, of course, which is a core curriculum. We have now perfected the technique to create accelerated human capital development because we have had, uh, we figure right now we can take somebody who is not an engineering graduate and can make them an information technologist in less than six months of training, actually give them pretty high paying jobs as long as the aptitude exists. We think that that would be the time frame for the training. Uh, well, as the program scales, we will know if we need to fine tune or recalibrate that. Uh, the training will have multiple components. Uh, one is the score training, the other one is the um, uh, softer skills that we will focus on. So we, they will have one of the challenges that many of them have is not having a visible role model. So we are going to bring in women, uh, uh, minority women particularly, who have done exceedingly well in these careers as instructors, uh, well-known individuals, um, so they can see role models. So role modeling is as important as the road curriculum. So that's a combination of things we are planning to do. Now, who are your partners in this venture? Have you already signed up a group of companies who have agreed to employ these women once yes. they get, pass through your training process? Well, we, we have, uh, we have uh, now in the city of Atlanta, we have all the major corporations in Atlanta are interested in helping us. They are waiting for this to get launched. I think about, in the, there are about CEOs and top executives of the top 10 or 15 companies are showing up. Uh, in the launch to participate. And once we finish the training program, many of them have expressed interest to participate in this already. There's been tremend tremendous amount of interest, both from the uh, political leaders, uh, civic leaders, and from corporate leaders into this program. Because as you know, uh, uh, bringing jobs to inner cities and transforming their lives is very, very um, important for those companies, for those leaders. But there's never been a scalable, uh, uh, you know, results-driven program of this scale and this, this nature. So many of them are backing us, so we are not alone in this. We have several partners who are helping us. 
And and what's the start date? When do you actually think you'll start? November nineteenth, which ah, is next week. Yeah, yes, that's our launch so, in Atlanta. So uh, help us uh, visualize or think about the, the typical candidate or typical candidates. Should I be, you know, should we be thinking about women who are unemployed, who've had a professional career but maybe quit, who you know, who are young and just starting out? What's the what's the view? I think uh, we are going to initially start with uh, women who. Uh, went through the community colleges and just starting to enter the workforce. As you know, economic situation is not great. It's not a uh, job-friendly uh, economy at the moment. So many of them have gone through, but they are heavily underemployed. So we're going to go through, that's the bulk of the initial selection out of the women who have graduated from community colleges with some uh, uh, good core skills, but they've not been able to find good jobs. Uh, but then we will expand to other categories, uh, such as women in other parts like social work, etc., who, who, who cannot take a job by traveling because their economic situation do not allow them to do that. In this kind of business, in knowledge economy, these women don't have to travel. And so they can be more responsible, more available to their families at the same time can work in a high-paying job. So that's really what we are looking for initially. But then it will scale. Once we reach the hundred number of 100 in every city, then we will scale up to different, you know, different other branches. This, this is this sort of the vision. Great. Do you want to take that? Sure. Now, uh, so, so it's a very ambitious program. Uh, you, after Atlanta, you have said that you want to roll it out in 10 other cities. Uh, can you give us a sense of how much USD Global plans to invest in Step It Up uh, uh, America? Uh, do you have any co-investors? And how will you sustain it uh, over time? Well, you know, the, the um, initial investment uh, will be in the vicinity of 20 or $30 million. Uh, but um, but I think as we scale, I want I want this to be a self-sustaining program. So as the women are trained and they become employed, that becomes a revenue that potentially can underwrite some of the ongoing costs. Um, I understand that there is a financial risk to the company, but we think it's worth taking the risk um, because uh, I think every community, every society, all of us, in fact. Uh, look for one thing that is that is vital, and that is to get one more shot. And I think this may give these women one more shot at at at, at uh, you know in a career that they, they never had a shot before, and hopefully can transform those communities and their homes. And my point is that may create a social momentum just like what we have seen in other parts of the world. I'm a big believer. I'm an optimist. I think this could turn on a social dynamic, an economic dynamic that could make it sustaining. Um, just by the sheer interest of the corpor corporations that have come already lined up, I think I think this program we won't be limiting to 100 people. I think we would be expanding far beyond that. So, based on the kind of work you've done uh, in other countries, can you tell us what you what are the success factors? What are the key points? that allow you to train people this quickly to uh, you know to in ensure that they actually become skilled employees and effective employees uh, so uh, I, I will take a couple of examples uh, when we went to mexico when and when we started going into not mexico city or guadalajara or monterey but to second or third tier cities uh, like in um, leon or smaller cities like central fox and stuff like that so when we took the kids from there 
um, the traditional wisdom was that it's got to be a four-year or five-year engineering grad, and you know they must have this kind of qualifications. Since we didn't have those kids in those in that area, we started looking at other uh, types of disciplines, and we found that um, by using a variety of techniques for accelerated competency development, that includes uh, the traditional classroom training, which is a sort of an immersion program. It's an intense program. Combine that with the self-paced online virtual education, which we have the infrastructure and content for, which is very Khan academic typish mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, information technology training. Uh, so it's so the pace, the, the whole notion is the traditional education typically has time fixed competencies variant, right? You have four weeks to get this done, three weeks to get this done. So we shifted that around. We said time is variable, but the competency, you have to reach a certain level of proficiency before you. That was the magic yeah. sauce. Because different people from different backgrounds learn the initial mm-hmm. foundational blocks of knowledge with different pace. But once they get a minimum set of standards, they accelerate at the same pace. That was the shift in the training program that we implemented. And that's the program. But it takes some customization for the demographics you operate. It's, it's finely tuned to succeed in that environment. That's what we're going to do in Atlanta. Great. And what are the challenges you're facing uh, now as you go forward in Atlanta and you know, to begin this program in the United States? Well, you know, uh, my my sense of my challenge originally was a lot higher than uh, than what actually turned out. Uh, the first and foremost is to get the right um, the right uh, candidates. Uh, you have to be careful. You have to attract them. We are going into a section of the society that may not have had this particular job as a career plan. Right. So to convince them, make them aware, make them excited, make them engaged, and make them recruit. And, 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 and that's one. And the second thing is preparing these women uh, to be corporate citizens. So there's a lot of things that we take for granted uh, that may not be part of their uh, ecosystem, such as dressing for success. So one of the things that they may have a lot of differences about if you can, if you don't know how to dress to go to, a, you're, you're going to very large corporations, some of the largest in the world. You know, they may be very smart, but they may just be hesitant. So you got to take them over that. That's that's a little bit of challenge. Keeping them in the program sometimes could be a challenge because they have uh, they have uh, kids to take care of or uh, par- parents to take care of. Usually, the women have the responsibility to take care of them. So we got to balance their schedule with the, with the education, and then finally, I think um, finding the uh, uh, companies that would. Uh, you know, on our payroll, but would employ them, take a shot, give them, give them a chance, because it's not a program that many companies are comfortable with have done this. They've done it in small scale in some cases, but never have done this in big scale. So you need some, uh, some business leaders who want to take the risk on this program to say, you know what, do this with us. For example, um, one of the leaders that I was very impressed was um, Frank Blake, the CEO and chairman of Home Depot. I went and met with him. And uh, within a few minutes, he said, this is a fantastic program. Come to Atlanta. Me, I will participate in this. My team will part. I'll take the risk with you. That's those, those type of leaders are the ones that we need. So that, that initial, you know, there's always that initial hesitation to see if it works. Somebody has to take the risk. We are taking the fi- financial risk and others. So we just need those sponsors. So that's the other challenge. We're beginning to find a lot of companies um, actually lining up to do this. So that's... 
that and hopefully as we grow, um, the investment that we are making becomes more manageable so that there is a, it's a sustainable sort of program. That's exactly what I was going to ask you about next. Uh, what value do you see this program creating for the young women, for the companies, companies that employ them, for USD Global and for society as a whole? Um, it's a great question. Um, I think uh, the value, I see it in, in those four dimensions, actually. Um, the first and foremost, for the companies that employ these women, uh, many of these companies have been in those locations, in those cities for decades. You're talking about very large companies. Uh, and it is, many of the business leaders know that they have to make a difference in the community because it is the community they operate. That goodwill and the ability to make a positive impact in those local communities is critical for those CEOs and the executives. So it gives them another tool uh, to be relevant in those communities. So it's important for them. Um, it's important for the women uh, who are employed in this program because this is the first time in many cases in those families they've ever had a job in a knowledge economy and for that matter white collar jobs. Um, so that's a big deal. It's a transformative deal. They become the role models in the society. Uh, it's a high paying job. Um, this jobs, information technology jobs, typically as a starter job, start at about thirty or thirty-five thousand dollars a year. Very quickly, can get up to seventy or hundred thousand dollars a year, and even higher. So these are uh, these this can be quite uh, quite a lucrative and a, quite a rewarding career, and it's a it's a career of the future. So that's important for 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 those communities. I think for USD Global, uh, it's significant because. First of all, it aligns with our mission of uh, jobs, technology, training, and peace, which is the four pillar stones of what we stand for and impacting uh, and transforming lives of the communities we operate. It brings in a huge amount of diversity. Um, and, and, and if you look at it, it, it's interesting because we are a global player. Um, we are an information technology provider, so we use talent from all over the world. But we, but we do think that uh, information technology, the demand is so high Yet, almost all this demand is supplied by a few hot talent, hot locations in the world. And we think information technology is the new oil of the world. It can be distributed more evenly. So we're trying to sort of make it a global phenomenon as opposed to being concentrated on one or two locations. So we think that can be a disruptive model and can be a competitive strength for us to say we're going to do this thing somewhat differently. So we, we think that would, that, would be, that would be significant for us. So we think that it's a win-win-win for all parties. And, and I think job creation, of course, is at the top agenda for the government um, and especially jobs in STEM. And what better way? to incite that then running programs that takes decades to fulfill the promise. This we are talking about giving jobs in a few months. So the question I have is how have your employees uh, responded to this idea? You're bringing in a new group of employees, a new set of trainees. Um, what's, <laughs> their, what's the response? Very, very excited because many of the uh, leaders stay in our company. Uh, it's a knowledge economy company not because they want to be just successful, because our mantra is if you want to be successful, there are lots of companies in the world, uh, technology companies in the world, that can make you successful because you have good degrees, you're working in information technology, the hardest sector, one of the hardest sectors, you're going to be successful. But if you want to be significant, mm -hmm. 
the distinction between being successful and uh, significant is different. And uh, we give them an opportunity to make a difference. And that's what get their juices going. So uh, a lot of the uh, existing leaders in the companies volunteering in large numbers to participate uh, in this program. But as the um, new type of, uh, uh, as, this, as this, this set of communities coming, come into the company, it definitely will create a more global, more diverse, uh, and hopefully more creative and, 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 and more uh, uh, you know, diversity of ideas and perspectives, which we need to move the company forward. So I think everybody looks at it positively. How will you measure the program's social impact? Uh, I, I'm not a social scientist, so I'm not really sure uh, how we impact. I'll tell you, um, when I go to Mexico now, uh, I sit down and talk to the kids who got the jobs uh, with USD, and those kids didn't come from the traditional background that you and I can, in some, in some cases, unimaginable background. and their passion and commitment is probably one of the biggest rewards of being in the business. Um, and, and clearly, um, that's what I'm looking for. And this is, this is not only commercially, a, you know, I hope that would be very successful, but also, it, in my view, could be extremely rewarding just to see the impact that we could, we could make. I think creating a thousand jobs in high tech in 10 months and then possibly scaling up to several thousands, probably, in my view, could be one of the largest job-creating initiatives in the country today. So I'm really hopeful that uh, uh, that creates the impact that we're hoping for, both from a, both not only for, for these women in the communities, but also for the corporations and for USD Global, so it becomes a sustaining and ongoing effort. And uh, do you see taking this initiative globally? Do you think, or have you already in some ways taken it globally and now you're bringing it domestically? Uh, <laughs> very interesting. So we have been approached uh, by uh, Prime Minister Rajoy uh, of Spain, and I went and met with him a couple times. Uh, he wants to start a program uh, in Spain, so we are starting the program uh, to train 5,000 people in Spain. Uh, you know, Spain is not the place with a lot of employment these days. So, so this would be a pretty big impact to Spain. I think it's a terrific location for information technology. So we are doing something very similar in Spain. Uh, we're just initiating another effort to go to a specific country in Africa. Uh, so we think this is a true global phenomenon. But uh, this particular initiative is going to be focused in the U.S. to create jobs here. Well, we're going to figure out how to learn from each other because we've already done this in Mexico. We're doing this now in Spain and, um, and in Africa. And, uh, and uh, another initiative that is, that is very much on the cards is to do a similar program for women in Saudi Arabia. Uh, one of the challenges there is the women are highly educated. So it's a little different uh, process, but they just can't drive to work um, because of the social system. But see, information technology jobs are fungible, and therefore we can give them jobs which is socially acceptable, but these uh, women want to be productive in society, and it's, an, it's a necessity. So we are initiating a program uh, in the Middle East to do that. So I think this concept is highly scalable. One last question. Where do you see Step It Up program in five years? <laughs> if, if, if I were to have my druthers, 
first of all, I think we want to be known for having disrupted the social ecosystem in some in positive manner uh, and giving jobs in high tech, making minority and diversity uh, appear in uh, STEM jobs. Um, 27% of the workforce are minority and women, yet only 3% of STEM jobs are amongst minorities. There's a huge gap. So this is, first of all, would reignite uh, that. I hope that this effort would do that. This effort hopefully would, hopefully could bring a renaissance in, 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 in uh, having the minorities participate in the knowledge economy, which is so significant, because 75% of the jobs of the next 50 years will be in this sector, hardly being participated by the diverse you know, minorities. So if we can bring them, we will have a participatory economy, uh, which is healthy for everybody. So I think that would have. And the whole concept of inner cities in many cases are somewhat in a vicious cycle um, because they don't have certain conditions. Uh, they don't have enough floor models, and therefore they go back to traditional jobs. And you know, it's a sort of a vicious circle. Hopefully, this can break their chain and get these get these get these uh, women and their families look at this these kind of jobs as new jobs to aspire for, and the kids could go and and get those jobs, go to community colleges, go to universities, and get those jobs, and thereby changing the societies. So those that's hopefully that's what it's that's what I want to be known for. The numbers I don't know how many, but I'm certainly looking for. You know, we, you don't have to really create the fire, all you have to do is have to have a spark. And hopefully the, 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 the winds of change will fan it into flame of somewhat relevance. So that's what we're looking for. Well, Sergeant, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.